This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time to become bullyproof so we can live our best kick in life. As we know, life ain't all sunshine and rainbows, and bullying is a real problem that negatively affects millions of kids, parents, teens, adults every single day. But there's a solution, and the good news is you found it. The Grogan's Bullyproof and Kickin' Life podcast. So get ready to be empowered with hope and self-confidence to believe in yourself to become bullyproof and live your best kickin' life. Greetings, everyone. Master Grogan here. Hope you're having a fantastic day. And welcome to another life-changing episode of Grogan's Bullyproof and Kicking Life. We're overcoming our fears and battling through our challenges to stand up to any bully we face, both real and, of course, the one in our mind. That's the meanest, nastiest bully we'll ever face, right? Yeah. Well, how do we overcome? How do we battle through? Well, we're going to talk about that. Now, if you're tuning in for the first time, thank you so, so very much for taking time out of your busy day. And know how valuable time is and the fact that you're going to spend time with us. And I promise you, I'm going to give you everything I've got, bring on the best guest in order to empower you. Yeah, with that hope, that self-confidence, that belief in yourself to stand up to any bully you face. As I mentioned, both real and in your mind. Well, today, we've got uh, back at us again. If you're watching the live stream here, this is our Spotlight Show. Now, those just listening to the podcast, I encourage you, we do the live streams on Thursdays, 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Tune in. You can see the guest. I put a face with the voice, and you can jump right in and ask questions right along with it. Now, those listening to the live stream, you get early access before anybody else, and you get the opportunity to ask the questions to our guest or me or you know whatever's on your mind there. But the beautiful thing about that is you can go on Monday when the, the podcast airs globally. You can listen to it again, and I encourage you to do so because it's just like reading a book a second or third time. You're always going to pick up on something you may have missed the first or second time. It's almost like you're going to think, man, was that a whole new show? I, I didn't hear that the first time. Well, that's uh, you can only take in so much. That's why I encourage you to listen more than once. So who's on our spotlight show today? Well, if you're watching the live stream, you can see her lovely face right there. But I'm going to do my best to give her the intro that she deserves. And, what, and of course, you know I like to hold the name to the last. So those that know her, you're going to find out some stuff that maybe you didn't know. She's an entrepreneur, a mother author of the life-changing book, The Only Way Out, which I have a copy of right here. Oh, oh, got to cover up the name. Goodness gracious, what are you doing? There we go. There we go. She's passionate author, copywriter, and mother. She's in Toronto, Canada, and she is a Leafs fan. I know a lot of her followers are hockey fans, knowing that I was a hockey player growing up. Yes, I'm still a Blues fan, even though I'm in Florida. I do like the Lightning, but I love my Blues. And the Toronto, those that uh, uh, are old hockey fans, you know, they used to be in the Blues division way back in the day. But that's changed now. They're in the Eastern Conference, and that's that. <laughs> All right, well, moving on. What does she do? She's the owner and principal copywriter of Striking Content and uh, Content Writing, Strategizing Business. Her life is rich with a breadth of experience ranging from competitive sports, travel, to academics and entrepreneurship, to motherhood and the pursuit of dreams. Her, almost gave her name away because I got it in the write-up here writes with the intent and purpose to make her readers feel good and learn and do things. To, well, feeling good is something we talk about a lot because if you feel good, man, you're willing to do more. You're willing to take more risks, willing to take more chances. If you're feeling, you're not willing to do that. 
And that's the whole inspirational part, the kick and life part of the show. So who am I talking about? Well, you see her on the screen there, and I, I asked off the air to make sure I got the name right. It's Katie Tupperman, right, Katie? Cooperman. Cooperman. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. There it is, Katie Cooperman. Man, oh, man. I forget my it's own a, name. It's a common mistake. <laughs> oh, goodness. Everybody likes to have their name, hear their name on the air, and here I bone it up. I would edit it out, but you guys, you, people that listen all the time, you know that pff, I just roll with it because I'm a goof. I make mistakes. That's all part of life. I didn't used to be able to admit those mistakes. That's part of that bully proof saying, hey, we all keep up. All right. Well, enough of me. Katie, welcome to the show. How are we doing? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, you are so very welcome. Thank you for uh, connecting with me on LinkedIn there and um, and I'm sure you get a lot of requests too to to talk about or talk or interview with people. So I'm grateful that you took the opportunity to come on here. Once uh, you sent a, a, a LinkedIn request and I checked it out and saw your book, I said, "Oh, no, this this is a no doubter uh, to have Katie on the show to talk about her book and the amazing things she's doing." Well, Katie, I, I did my best to give you all the accolades that uh, you've earned and deserved. But if I've missed anything, please fill in the gaps. You did an absolutely fantastic job. It was a wonderful intro. Thank you. Very humbled. Well, everything except for the name, right? <laughs> except the name. But you know what? You're not the only one. You're not the only one. It's uh, it's my married name, Cooperman. Yes. And my my husband always uh, says to people, it's Superman with a K. Superman with a K. Cooperman. Oh well, there we go. I should have <laughs> should have done that. Well, and those just joining us on the live stream. We got Miss Katie Cooperman, author of the best-selling, well, it's going to be best-selling if it's not already, The Only Way Out. And she's going to talk about that today and talk about what she's doing to empower folks. And as always, if you're tuning in, make sure you jump on the chat box there, ask any questions that, that are on your mind, and we'll do our best to give the best answer. So, Katie, please give a shout-out to family, friends, anybody. Everybody loves hearing their name on the, on, the, on the radio, on the podcast, on the air. So fire away on anybody, and don't feel bad if you forget somebody because you tell them if they would call more often, you wouldn't forget them. That's how I always get out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That feels like uh, the award ceremony speeches when everybody has to say all their names and they're rushing on this piece of paper to say everybody that matters to them. And they're always going to forget somebody. It's true. So, yes, I'd love to make shout outs to, um, you know, I guess first and foremost, my husband, Gabe, he's, uh, you know, my number one fan, always supporting me in everything that I do, driving me forward. And uh, I'd love to say hi to my two kids, Tess and Brody, uh, you know, the, the, the gems and the, the joy and the sunshine in my life. You know, I love my favorite part about being a parent is, is getting to be a big kid again. I actually think there's so much value in that as as a person going back to those childhood roots there's so much we can learn from our childhood and going back to remembering that i i feel truly blessed to be able to do that every day um then i'd love to say hi to my two parents ona and rod true true inspiration in my entire life again supporting me in absolutely everything that i set my mind to um wouldn't be doing the things i'm doing today without them for certain and, you know, from an extended standpoint, I have so many friends. I really am truly fortunate to have such an incredible circle of support. And it's something that I talk about on a regular basis, too, how important that is. And sometimes I fear that kids that are going through tough spots, I don't, I don't know that they have that, that real circle of support. So 
I'm blessed from all my friends dating back 20 years, my high school friends. I've got uh, dance friends. I'm a dance teacher now as well on the side. Um, I've got work colleagues and I've got extended family, you know, my relatives, cousins and so forth. Everybody is really supportive and uh, most of all, just generally incredible people to be around, truly. And uh, I'm very grateful for every single one of them. Awesome. Well, wow, you covered it. You got them all in there and you feel good. And, and, and I'd really like to chime in on the, uh, I, I often talk about, I gave us a presentation not too long ago to a uh, middle school group of kids. And I started off with, you show me your four or five friends, who you hang around with the most. And I'm going to show you where you're going to go in the future. Now, people often say, well, shouldn't they be having a hang around with a diverse group of people? I said, well, you want to do what you can to empower as many people as you can. However, your greatest connection are going to be your greatest influences, meaning if you're around people that are constantly negative, constantly down, constantly talking about how horrible life is and how you know, society is going to hell in a handbasket and everything else, before you know it, you're going to start believing that. And a, a common one is if, if maybe you don't smoke, but if you're around four or five people that do all the time, I guarantee you, you're going to start doing that simply because that's your influences. Now, of course, on the positive side, you're around authors, you're around uh, inspirational, motivational speakers, you're around people talking about goals and dreams and aspirations, and you're automatically going to say, wait a minute, I'm going to rise up. And I call that your engines and anchors. Engines are driving and pushing you forward. Anchors are holding you back. And sooner or later, you got to cut that. doesn't mean you disassociate with them, but maybe spend a little less time with them until you're empowered enough to bring them along on the journey. So great, great tie in there. Very good tie. In. Yeah, thank you. And I couldn't agree with that more. I think there's that one famous saying, you know, you are who you hang around with, right? Um, and I, I truly do believe that, absolutely. And it, uh, go Jim Rome, the four to five people you hang around with most, you are a percentage of them. And uh, that's who you're gonna be moving forward. Well, good stuff. Well, um, talk a little bit about this amazing book, The Only Way Out. A bully, a victim, and a bystander whose lives will never be the same. Yes. Okay, so shall I start from the very beginning? Whatever works best for you. <laughs> okay. Um, just because there's quite a backstory to, to my whole journey with that book. So I'll tell it right from the start, if that's okay with you. Absolutely. Um, it was uh, about seven years ago, believe it or not. Um, and I, I think I always knew in my life that I wanted to write a book. Um, ever since I was little, uh, I re recall having this large sort of journal booklet and I would be jotting down little story ideas. I don't know that I ever finished one. Uh, my parents are currently in the process of trying to dig that up for me because I'm very curious if they can find any of these stories. But I think I always had that in me. Um, and then I, you know, inadvertently, I really didn't think I was ever going to be a writer in life in terms of a professional career. But um, I sort of stumbled upon that and realized this is really where I wanted to be, you know, and, and that gravitated into starting my own business and becoming a full-time copywriter under that business and writing all different kinds of marketing materials for clients, uh, ranging from anywhere between websites to articles, blogs. Then I got more into uh, bigger pieces of work, so eBooks and white papers. And then after that, uh, I really started getting involved in even ghostwriting people's books. So people would start coming to me and I would be their 100% their ghostwriter behind the scenes, writing their book or mini story or whatever it was. And so for years, I was helping people bring their stories to life. And 
I think it was it was really only logical, perhaps, that at some point I would want to bring my own story to light. And so that's where, you know, that that drive was in me uh, several years ago to do that. But I always struggled with precisely what topic to start writing about for my book. What was my book going to be about? Um, you know, my whole life, I think I've, I've always been an advocate and a believer in treating people kindly, um, being confident and self-assured in who you are, being yourself, spreading that positive energy wherever you go. Um, and so I think I always had that in me, but again, didn't really know what, what to write about and how. So I was at the gym one day, I was catching up on some news on my phone, and that's when I came across the Amanda Todd story. So Amanda was a teenager in, in uh, British Columbia, Canada. Um, quite a gripping story uh, that, she, that she told. And what she did was she told this through a flashcard video like this on, on YouTube. She didn't say any words, but her entire story was told through these flashcards. And she describes her story as one of bullying, struggle, self-harm, and suicide. And she went through a lot. Uh, her story has become uh, quite a followed one, I will say, over the years. But in that moment, when I came across her story, I was literally moved to tears at the gym on that elliptical. And I was just deeply moved by, by what this girl went through. And to know that at the time that I was watching her moving video, she was no longer in this world. She had taken her life. And it was that day I knew. I knew exactly what I wanted to write about. So the book is not her story. It is a fiction novel, but it was her story that inspired me to start writing. And so I started, I worked on, you know, evenings and weekends outside of my regular uh, work time with striking content. And it was one of those scenarios. I don't know if you know this term, but in, in the, you probably do, you're an author as well. You're either a plotter or you're a cancer as you're writing. So if you're a plotter, you plot everything to do with that book, right? Here's my first chapter, second chapter, third chapter, fourth. Here are all the points I'm going to cover. Here's how I'm going to bring it all together. And then you start writing. Or you quite literally start writing. You have no idea where it's going to go or what it's going to do and the journey that you're going to have with this story, but you just start writing. And that was me on this book. I was a pantser. I didn't know that I was going to go into... Um, you know, highly medical situations. I didn't know what my climax was going to be. I didn't know that I was going to touch on mental health. I didn't know any of that. I literally let this whole writing process just guide me. And if I think back, it was such an incredible experience to just have that writing freedom and to just let this story pour out of me and take me in whatever direction that that, that it would. Uh, so that's what happened. And I, I put it, I put it out there, but if I have to be honest, seven years ago when I started to put it out there, it just wasn't, it wasn't for real. It wasn't the proper push that, that I was capable of giving it. And if I want to be super, super open and honest and transparent about why right now, I would say that was mostly out of fear. Fear that I wasn't really a fiction writer. I'm a nonfiction writer. I'm a marketing writer. How do I know how to bring a story like that to life? No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to write that was just my first crack at a book. I'm going to go do something else, something better. And, you know, then life happened. I had two kids still running my business, um, of course, busy in many other ways, prioritizing them, always, you know, wanting to give them as much time as possible. And now fast forward. And I remember the beginning of 2020, I said, this is the year I'm going to write a book. 
So I had I have a whole bunch of ideas between then and now, you know, many, many more many. I want to write about. It. But something made me in that first couple months of 2020, I thought, okay, before I start writing a brand new book with a brand new concept, let me go back and read this manuscript that's simply sitting on my computer. Let me see if I still like it. Let me see if I still think there's anything good here. And so I did that and I loved it. And I was still very much drawn to the subject. It's still something I'm so, 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 so passionate about, but it was outdated. So then I took the better part of a year to update it, to bring it more to be a, for a current audience. So I brought in social media, more cyberbullying, um, even Uber is in there, you know, just making it a little bit more current for today's audience. And then after that, I edited the end. I had a couple of beta readers that were helping me with things that might've been maybe not so realistic. Um, so I fixed certain parts. It was a complete rewriting process. And then after that, I, I, that was now, now we're going into early 2021. I was ready to go into print and I was literally about to click the submit button to my publisher. And I was overwhelmed by this strong desire to somehow honor Amanda's name. Would there be a way that I could possibly do that? And so I sought out her mother, Carol Todd. Carol Todd is a huge voice in the bullying prevention space. And I couldn't find her through the foundation. So she created a foundation in Amanda's name called the Amanda Todd Legacy Society. I wasn't getting answers through there. And then it was actually my husband who said, why don't you find her on social media? Find out where she's active and send her a message. So I did just that. I sent her a message. I told her who I was, what I'm doing, what I'm trying to do, what I would like to do with this book. I sent her a sample of the book and then she got back to me and, and told me that she would be honored. And now I am so pleased to say that I have this book dedicated to my two children and to Amanda Todd. And when that happened, that gave me so much um, added meaning and purpose behind what I was doing. It, it really meant a lot to me. And from there, the book went into print. And then after that, we um, connected a couple more times, Carol and I. Uh, she put my book in the, uh, she does every year a, a silent auction online for the Amanda Todd Legacy Society. So the book was in there, two copies, and that was in the auction. We were involved that way. And then after that, I reached out to her and I said, um, let's do a donation partnership. I would love to send part of the proceeds of this book to the Amanda Todd Legacy Society. And so that's exactly what happened. And so now I, I'm so pleased to say that a part of the proceeds will be donated to the Amanda Todd Legacy Society as well. And that's my entire story in a nutshell. Did we get disconnected again? You're good. Uh, whatever happened, but I, I could, I, <laughs> you keep going. I, 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 we had people actually drop comments in and I started replying to them and uh, next thing I know we were a little light on audio, but keep going. I'm sorry about that. Oops. I'm sorry. Do you think it's my end or your end? No, no, it was clearly on my side. So okay. you're doing great, Katie. I appreciate it. Folks, thanks <laughs> for your patience. I'm sure it was all good because it goes through a different channel. I just wasn't able to hear everything. And next thing I know, I got my uh, uh, thing over here. So sorry about that. It, we, it, it seems like every show, this is episode number 301. <laughs> I haven't been doing this many yes. live streams. This live stream is kind of a new thing, but uh, uh, it is. It, we had uh, Chris uh, Saden came on and said, thank you, Ms. Cooperman. 
Um, I already know that I'm buying this book. So there you go. Oh, Another thank big you sale. so much. Thank you so much. And folks, just go right on Amazon to, to buy it. Or uh, Katie, give us your website, and then we'll get back to your story there. Sorry about that. Sure, that's okay. Uh, the website is www.theonlywayoutnovel.com. Theonlywayoutnovel.com. And they can also follow you on Facebook and LinkedIn and uh, Absolutely. other Absolutely. YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn. I'm on YouTube. I'm not as active on there as you just yet. Um, Instagram, Katie Cooperman writes and uh the other ways to connect i mean even on the website you can see all the different places to get the book as well so it's amazon indigo in canada are the best uh in the u.s uh again amazon barnes and noble and other ebook sites as well awesome sauce well good stuff well please and i apologize for the the goof there and those listening to the live stream you know i don't add anything out those listening to the podcast hey it is what it is and i i do that uh for a reason Uh-oh. Now I can't hear you. Can you hear me? I can't hear you. I'm here, but I cannot hear you. Oh, maybe that worked. Pairing. Oh, pairing. I hear pairing. Bluetooth connected. Bluetooth right. connected. Oh, we're back. There we are. Back again. Well, thank you. Chris jumped on. She cannot hear you. <laughs> we got thank you, Chris. We got Chris doing all the narrating for us. So, man, oh, thank you, Chris. Uh, awesome job. <laughs> oh man. Well, um, uh, back when I, I I lived in Illinois, there the recording studio was in our hometown. So I just went there, and they bingo. Thanks, buddy. Uh, <laughs> they handled all this stuff. Now I'm trying to do it on my own. Uh oh, I think I lost you again. Oh no. Uh oh, no earphones. Uh oh, old school. <laughs> old school. No earphones. So I'm not sure how the recording will be for the producers. I know here it will be fine, but uh, oh, that's all right. So you still sound okay. good to me. Well, I, I. Well, thank you. I'll push the big microphone out of the way and I'm just using the, the iBook or MacBook. There you go. Whatever this is, I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, at least my hair should look better. I have the earphones pushing my hair down. I'm like two weeks overdue for a haircut. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so, so, so there we go. All kinds of stuff on there. Um, you never know what you're going to get on the Grogan's Bullyproof and Kicking Life podcast. you got wonderful guests all the way from Canada, Toronto, Canada here, and her connection is fine. And here in the States, I don't know what the heck's going on here in Florida, but we're going with it, folks. We're going Absolutely. with it. We're narrating and uh, keeping us both appraised, and he's uh... – <laughs> thank you. All right. Okay. Okay, let's let's, let's, let's keep this baby rolling here. That's, all righty. Uh, a little fun break. And, and this – those out there, I get questions literally every single day. How do you do the podcast? How do you do the video blogs? How do you do? Well, now you're seeing that nothing is, especially life, nothing's sunshine and rainbows, and nothing is flawless either. You're going to have your goof ups. You're going to have your mess ups. Just yep. roll with it. It's not the end of the world. Katie hasn't left, so we're still in good shape. <laughs> you know what? I actually really admire that. Even when I when I do any kind of videos on social media or anything else that I'm putting together promotionally. I try to just do one cut. It is what it is. This is this is the real deal. That's it. Oh, uh, we got Kevin saying hi to Katie. Hi, Good Kevin. 
All right. All right. Well, back at it here. If this works out, I could do, uh, I'll have to hear the, the audio afterwards, but this big old microphone's a pain in the tail and this, and so yeah. anyway, we're going to town. So uh, back to the book and I apologize, uh, maybe give a, a oh, Chris, I'm retired TV weatherman. Uh, this is no problem. <laughs> I'm here yeah. to help. <laughs> right. Nice. We yeah. have a professional. <laughs> Holy smokes. Now, now those listening to the podcast, so you're, you're, you're like, what the heck is going on here? You're missing all this wonderful <laughs> live stream stuff. And those watching the live stream, when you listen to the podcast on Monday, you're going to say, oh, yeah, I remember that. And Chris, when you're listening, you go, yeah, I was helping do all this. So yes. okay. back at you, Katie. Sorry about that. No problem. Okay. What do you want me to do? Give you a brief synopsis of everything I said or what? <laughs> I, I, I got it all the way until, it, it, you know what, I'm, I want to, um, and, and I, I was doing a pretty good job because I was cut off of keeping quiet, which is a problem of mine. I got a bit of a talking problem, says my second grade teacher, but uh, <laughs> Richie talks too much. But, uh, yeah, so I started my book uh, in 2013, and it was, uh, now I'm a guy that barely graduated high school. I really have no business writing a book, especially ADD, ADHD, and all the things I was never diagnosed with, but I'm quite sure I have, squirrel, you know. But uh, I just started a collection of throwing everything on paper. I've got on how many full journals, and uh, I just said, you know what, I'm going to do this. Uh, and boy, oh boy, it was it was one thing just to throw everything down and just type like uh, crazy, get all the thoughts out of here or the thoughts I'd written down in a journal on paper. But then it was another thing to kind of compile it in some kind of organized manner that anybody would want to read. Yes. So that uh, was a journey by itself. Had a, and this is when I give presentations to high school kids. Listen, you get education for free at high school, or even if you go to a, a, a private school, it's a heck of a lot cheaper than having to hire a writing coach, an editor, and someone else to keep you focused and a coach on track. So take advantage of that, because uh, I well, did I ever know I was going to write a book? I always I was enjoyed putting my thoughts down, but no, I, did, I never thought I would, but uh, it's the right thing to do. So I encourage others. Everybody's got a story. Yes. Get it out there. Yes. But the book is, is it's due out. We, we uh, finalize the release date. Those that keep asking, thank you for caring enough to keep asking, uh, is April 26th. So yes, we finally got a launch date and nice. we're going we're gonna to hammer that baby out. And just a quick recap, it's me as a 12 year old, meeting me as Master Grogan 40 years later, and we go on a journey together. But just like you said, Katie, it was, uh, uh, something was missing from the book and you know, I, don't, I don't remember what edit I sent to the editor or the writing coach and everybody else. And I said, well, sounds like you're giving a speech, which is good, but you need to turn this thing into a novel. You need to narrate and have narration. And I said, okay, I don't know what the heck that is. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So I go back to it and uh, I give it back to him and it's like 65,000 words. They said I'm about 25,000 over the mark. I got to chop it all down. I had a little, uh -huh. uh, little meltdown, threw it in the trash and stormed around like an idiot and wouldn't punch stuff. And, you know, just me, had to get the, get it out. And I came back to it, pulled it out. I'm like, all right, let's do this thing. But you have to have those. So those that ever intend on writing, intend on doing something like this, just do it. You're going to mess up. You're going to have un unexpected goof ups, but roll with it. Because it's coming out. So, all right, back yes. to you, girl. Sorry about that. No problem. What do you want? Would you want me to recap what I said? What do you want me to do? Chris has got two books to buy now. Well, maybe uh, kind of jump in to, uh, so how long, and I missed that, and I apologize. And it's probably in here that I overlooked, but how long has the book been out? 
and uh, what opportunities has this book opened up for you to not only spread the message here, but what's in your heart to empower others? And uh, mm-hmm. kind of, you see it on the top of the screen there, empower others with hope and self-confidence. And that's yeah. the guests they try and have on who are doing that to make society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. Because man, oh man, we can sure use it. Yeah, I agree. Um, so the book was officially released in October on the 14th, 2021. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I really felt this was not planned whatsoever in terms of the timing, but once that book was launched in October, I had, you know, a number of colleagues and, and, and people I was speaking with that said, you realize this timing is perfect. You know, that Canada's biggest anti-bullying day is in February. And that had kind of slipped my mind to be perfectly honest. Uh, but I started to, you know, do more research around that and the organizations involved. And uh, I know that the USA has also a massive uh, anti-bullying week in October, as well as uh, International Mental Health Day, also October. Now, I wasn't quick enough for those, uh, to be honest. It was all in and around the same release. So I'll be going after that full force in 2022. Um, you know, because I find it's all about the relevance, right? It's all about the, the timeliness of, of whatever it is that you're doing. And in particular, if you want people to relate, it's nice to tie it to a day or tie it to a, another purpose. So. I was really on a big mission in the last two months to try to get some media exposure for the book. And I'm very happy to say that that was a successful venture for me, um, you know, up here in Canada for anybody that's, that's watching or listening, that's in Canada. Um, I was on city news. I was on breakfast television, which is a big show in, in Toronto in the morning. Um, I did a guest, a live interview on a radio station that comes out of BC. Um, I was in a couple of newspapers and uh, this is my second podcast, which I'm so thrilled to be a part of. And, uh, you know, various blogs and different ventures that I'm doing guest posting for and just making those relationships. So I really like that side of what I'm doing. And I've realized that it's, it's very important to align yourself and to find those people that are really really rallying for the same things in this life. You know, people that believe in what you're doing and they're doing their own things in their own ways around the same sort of umbrella. Uh, and one of those people is, is definitely you, you know, it's a perfect example. So, you know, I would say that this book is about, I I would say that it addresses two of the most important issues facing our youth today. One is bullying and two is mental health. So, Again, I didn't really know that my book was going to go in the mental health space. And, you know, for the people that have already read it, um, they, a lot of them were telling me, you know, this book is just as much about mental health as it is about bullying. You know, it is about uh, kids and, and you see it from the different aspects of, of the characters in the story. So that's why right on the cover, you know, a bully, a victim and a bystander whose lives will never be the same. Everyone is affected when this kind of stuff takes place in school or outside of school in life. There are so many people that are involved and intertwined and it affects us all in different ways and in different capacities. So, you know, there's the story of the bully from, from the book and you see that side of it. And then you also see the side of the victim and intertwined. I won't give too much away, but you know, intertwined within the story, there's lots of secrecy and things that come out later that a lot of people don't know about. And that's on the part of the victim. And then there is the bystander and it's the bystander who's actually narrating and telling the story. And so you really get to see the side of 
you know, what happens when you see something or you're a part of something? What do you do after that? How do you feel? Are you able to have the voice to speak up or is it too scary for so many different reasons? Or do you not have that, that confidence to really, to really go with that, that instinct of yours to speak up? So, you know, there's that whole side of it. And then, you know, intertwined with that mental health struggles and, and what does that feel like? What does that look like for a teenager? And then is there a way to pull out of that? Is there a way to make misfortune, sorry, make fortune out of the misfortune in the story? And, you know, one of the most exciting parts of the book, in, in my opinion, and as, as, as me writing it, that experience that I had is, is, you know, yes, it is a heart wrenching story. It is emotional. That was 100% my intention. It's my intention to make people really feel something when they read this. And I, I want to somehow try to evoke the next level of change, that small step in the right direction by making people first feel something through this telling of the story. And then from there, if they can even just decide to make one positive step that next day, you know, maybe don't say that mean thing in your head to that person, spare them, spare them, walk on. Maybe if you're the person who witnesses something, go to that person, ask if they're okay. See if you can tell someone that you really, really trust about it. Start that conversation, get things moving in the right direction. Um, you know, decide maybe not to go on social media that day and, and be part of the evil aspects of it. There's so many good aspects of social media. It can connect us, but it can also very much segregate us. So, you know, just finding that, that one small positive step in the right direction, that is where it needs to start for certain. And, you know, the key message in my book that all of this is sort of driving home is I truly believe that in order to have change in a positive direction, there has to be one step that comes before any other step, and that is to talk. And I believe the even first step in that is talking to yourself in your mind. Some people that I've spoken to and even interviewed about the past experiences that, they, that they've had, they've said that they were not even aware in that first sort of incidence that this really was bullying or that this was unfair behavior towards them. So it, the first step is really saying to yourself, this is a problem. I don't deserve this. I deserve to be treated better. And I'm going to now carry this forward. The next step for that talking to take place would be, what is that one person that you trust? It could be a teacher. It could be a coach. It could be a friend. It could be a family member, a sister, a brother, a cousin, even an aunt or uncle, a grandparent. Who's that one person in your life that you feel you could really open up to about whatever it is you're going through? And it's not only if you're a victim. What are you going through as the bystander? What are you going through as the victim, as the bully? Bullying doesn't come out of nowhere. Why do you feel the need to have that behavior towards somebody else? And how can you use your power of speech to get through that, to open up and be vulnerable, to get to a next more positive stage where you don't feel the need to act that way anymore? That's fantastic. And you touched on so many different levels. Uh, that, that's a big thing that I talk about a lot, it, the scary statistic. And I don't like statistics. I'm not a statistic guy. Uh, but I found that uh, it, sometimes, like we got a hashtag called Right Hook Reality. Yeah, you, you pop somebody with a good certificate, or certificate, <laughs> a statistic. I guess it's a certificate to listen. But <laughs> a statistic that shocks them. Um, and, and, and just like your, your whole intent of this book. Is, is whoa, it's a wake-up call that it's out there. But the scary statistic is uh, the second leading cause of death for ages 10 to 34. Now think about this, 10 to 34 is suicide. 
Now, I was just thinking suicide. in my head, please don't tell me it's suicide. That wow. is. And it's always been around 17 to 24. But in the last several years, now that the latest statistic on that number was 2019. So I can't even imagine what, wow. what it is now. Uh, and then there's an estimated um, nearly a billion people, it's reported. And this was once again, 2019. We'll go to bed every single night lacking hope, faith, and self-confidence and belief that tomorrow is going to be better. Now, there's roughly 7.7 billion people on the planet today, and nearly a billion people go to bed every night with that feeling. And then, of course, as you said, uh, social media, and I, I call the mainstream media the, the devil's workshop, because all it does is plant negativity and garbage in your mind, telling you it plants fear, it plants hate, it plants self-doubt, it plants gloom and doom. And what you plant, that's a big part of the book and a big part of the presentation, is I call it weeds, seeds, and trees. What, if, if you've got a garden and you're going to plant something, first thing you got to do is dig up the weeds. Because regardless, so you listen to our, our podcast here, you read a book, you read some inspirational, that's great. But if you've got so much weed or garbage in your mind, what do weeds do to seeds? They suffocate them out and they kill them, right? So you yeah. got to dig those weeds out of that mental garden first and then plant the seed on the most uh, the fertile soil and then continue to nurture by continue giving it the positive influence. And what something I get all the time is people say, well, motivation doesn't last. Well, Zig Ziglar would always say, well, neither does bathing. That's why we recommend it and encourage it every single day. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But uh, no, it, it, it's, that's the scary statistic. Uh, and, and the bullying absolutely affects everybody. Uh, no one that's a part of any bullying situation ever walks away from it feeling good about themselves. The bully doesn't feel good. Chances are they were bullied and their only outlet, especially as kids, is to bully someone else because that's the way they see their, their family. So it's kind of an inherent thing. doesn't make it right, but that's what it is. Of course, the yeah. victim feels horrible and everybody else standing around, and that's what the bully proof brand is all about, is empowering others with hope and self-confidence to stand up for those who can't stand up for themselves. But first, you've got to be able to do it for yourself. And so like you go on a plane and they talk about, look, if the atmospheric pressure changes, the mask drop down, who puts the mask on? You put the mask on yourself first before you put it on your child. Why? Because you got to make sure that you're able to stay calm before you try and do it to your child. Well, the same thing here. Bullyproof is empowering you to have the bullyproof armor to stand up. Now you can help others, but you can't help others if you can't help yourself. And that's the whole part of it is it's that hope, self, and uh, strength and perseverance and self-confidence. But yeah, people standing around. They, oh man, I wish somebody would do something. I wish somebody would say something, but no one ever does. Well, be that person. Right. It's easier said than done, like everything in life, right? Yeah, it's very true. And, uh, you know, you touched on something else there that reminds me of another saying and sort of famous story, even for, for mothers, because there was this, it's a question that a, that a teacher posed to a class, you know, if you had only one sandwich left, and, and no other food in sight, and you're there with your two children, what do you do? You split the sandwich in half and you give it to your children? Or do you eat it so that then you can be stronger and, and not so starving to then go out and figure out how to get your kids, you know, more food? And, and the answer is the shocking one. You give it to yourself. But that's because you then have the, the power. And, and just as you, I love that analogy, you said, you know, the weeds, seeds, and trees, you know, that's you giving yourself the foundation that you need to then go out in the world, go forward and find a way to sustainably, sustainably get your children more food on a regular basis, right? So that they can live and thrive and, and become 
wonderful people. It isn't about that only that one sandwich there right in your immediate view. Oh, my buddy, uh, Mark Barton. Mark, how we doing, bud? Said uh, he recently saw a story of an 11-year-old boy who hung himself from his bunk bed because he was being bullied. Mind-blowing, uh, mind this actually occurs. Thanks for what you do to help out our youth. Well, you're welcome, Mark. I love you, buddy. I hope all's well. Um, and remember, you can get on down to Florida here, get a hold of me, and we'll, we'll get together here. And uh, Katie, uh, remember, Mark, check out Katie's book, too. Good stuff. What, uh, yeah, so many different uh, levels there and really so much to unpack. Uh, but it all boils down to it, it. So let me back up a step. Something I, I, I often talk about because it really is the empowerment thing. So, Katie, you're in Toronto. You're throwing a pebble in the pond. Mark and Chris and uh, a handful of others, Kevin and so many others. I can't say everybody's name here. They're, they're doing it. All our, our associates are throwing pebbles in the pond, which is fantastic because what are pebbles in a pond? It creates ripples. Well, yeah. my thought is, why don't we all collectively work together, and I call that the power and unity of the fist, work together and pick up a huge massive boulder and throw that sucker in the pond. So it's not just a ripple, man, we're flooding the banks with it. And that's how change happens. But like you said, it starts with one step. A journey of a thousand miles, what's it start with? One step, but you gotta be willing to take that step. Yes. And uh, instead of saying, well, you know, not me. Well, if not you, who? If not when? If not now, when? And right. be willing to do those things. Uh, and is it easy? Gosh darn no, nothing in life is easy. Yeah. I'd be willing to take that step and be a leader. For sure. And I do think, you know, it's a little bit of a multi-pronged approach. So if we all start talking about this more and more and more from kids to teens to adults and in different avenues, right? Maybe it's spoken about uh, more in school. Maybe it's on your soccer field with your coach. Maybe it's here, maybe it's there more of that so that we can get back to um, a more positive state almost as a world on this particular topic, right? So I feel as though almost right now, we just keep getting more and more stories coming out um, about this person, this poor child committing suicide and this child, you know, that was that most recent story, Drake Hardman in the, in the States. And, um, you know, he couldn't, he didn't tell his parents, he, he couldn't, or he didn't feel ready. Who knows what the real reasons behind that were. But I mean, that's, an, that's another one that really just broke my heart. And the, the fact that these young children, I mean, to me as, as, a, as a mother now too, to think that this child even knows about suicide at that age and even knows how to do that, that is so alarming and so scary. And, you know, I think that if, if and I'm not saying this is necessarily my book, I hope that it is, but it might not be me. And I'm not saying I'm the full solution, but by having this narrative, this book, um, my, my real hope is to, is to get into schools. And I'm really trying to work on that right now so that it becomes part of a small unit, um, you know, health and physical education. And we explore this book and then we talk about it so that it becomes part of that regular dialogue, something that, that is taught and is spoken about so that when there is something to speak up about that happens either at school or outside of school, nobody feels scared. Everybody feels accepted. You're going through this while well, I'm going through this. You know, that saying that everybody talks about, we're all fighting our own battles. We're all going through things. We're all just the same human beings on this earth going through things. If we share that more in a way that is completely something not to be ashamed about, something to be almost open and honest so that we can help each other rally up, push forward, then the hope and the dream, at least on my standpoint, is that then that, that bully, that bully doesn't stand any ground. They will be stopped because it was stopped right away. It was spoken about, it was, it was ended. Um, I did this one 
visual uh, sort of segment too that I put together with building blocks just to illustrate, you know, here's a bully and, and here's the victim. You start as just two blocks, right? And then, you know, this one's going after this one for whatever reason, possibly no reason at all. But if, you know, then you can build up each side by different people talking. So a friend stands up for you on social media, you're the victim. Um, another one tells a teacher, the school hosts a workshop about anti-bullying initiatives. And then even over here on the bullying side, you talk openly, you tell somebody, you go see a therapist, you get to talk about what you're going through also. You have a voice too, that's extremely important. And so then what we're left with is not just two single blocks, we're left with two big towers of blocks that are bigger, stronger, and more reinforced than they were before. And then if we bring them together, then what we have is one joint community and we're all just working together and lifting each other up. That's fantastic. I love that analogy. Fantastic. Um, you said you have a video uh, illustrating? I do have a video of that, actually. I didn't put it out anywhere yet. Um, it's just something I put together as sort of a, a visual segment if I ever need it. Hope I do. <laughs> Well, I'm going to give you a nudge. Please get that thing out. And folks, you heard it here first. So when you see it out there, make sure you share it. That's powerful. And that's how the, the ripple effect continues. You hear something from us or on any, any another motivational uh, podcast or live stream or video blog, share that content, share that information. Everybody's so quick to share all the negative. Everybody's so quick yeah. to complain. Why can't we be just as quick to share something that's going to be helpful? I mean, think about it. If, if you shared it with somebody else, if you shared Katie's book or my book comes out with somebody else and it, it helped save a life, help save an innocent child's life. I mean, my gosh, and especially I'm going to hit the heartstrings of, of parents out there. Think about your child. We, we never know the battles that I mean, nobody knows the battles we're going through. But if we don't communicate, which is a huge part of our ABCs to become bullyproof is communicate clearly and confidently. If we don't communicate we, we don't know what's going on. We need to spend that time. We need to ask those tough questions. And uh, I, I talk about this a lot. And Katie, it sounds like you do as well, which is fantastic. It, 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 keep that communication channel with your kids open because if they can't come to you for small problems when they're young, there's no way they're going to come to you with big problems when they get older because yeah. that communication line isn't there. So make sure that communication line's there. You know, uh, we, what we, well, one thing we do at the Martial Arts Academy is uh, every single class, and we've done this for as many years as I can remember, we do what's called a mat chat. And a mat chat's right dead in the middle of class, and we'll call the kids over to take a knee, and we'll say, all right, parents, hey, hey, listen up. You know, put your phones down and, 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 and listen in, because I want you to reiterate this and talk about this with the kids on the way home to continue, one, to communicate with the kids, but to water that seed that we just planted in their mind. And uh, we rotate the bullying uh, in every quarter. And we talk about manners, discipline, respect, self-confidence, and life skills development. All those things are wrapped in there. And, and because of that, and because of what we focus primarily on, uh, that's helped the academy grow. And it's actually what helped uh, me move to Florida. And the academy is being run by a 26-year-old kid who's been with me 16 years. He's managing it, and we're owning it from afar. Uh, but that, that, that's people that listen to podcasts, you've heard me talk about this before. But I, this is circling around to a point about Katie with the schools. Um, I, I've probably I've given, and this is no lie, 500 plus presentations, speeches, workshops in schools. And that's what we won business of the year a few years ago in Edwardsville, Illinois. Uh, and of course, that's hometown, lived there forever. And uh, because of everything we did with community service, getting out there. So the key 
to get in the schools uh, for, for you, Katie, and, and others. One, you got to be willing to offer something that's valuable. You got that. But you cannot be going in. I, I did everything for free for the schools. Uh, because I knew the return on investment was one, I'm actually planting seeds in the right minds, but I also knew that it was a feeder program for the Martial Arts Academy, which helped spread the message to more and more. But you can't go in there expecting something in return uh, other than what you're really going to get out of from your heart. So do it from that point of view. And the second thing, probably the biggest, the gatekeepers in the schools or the secretaries to get to the principals, bring food. Everybody loves food. So always bring food in. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's an always a go-to. And then talk about what you're doing there. So this is a little tip on how to get into the schools. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Thank you. That's fantastic. We got a few more notes here. Uh, great idea to get involved with the schools. Thanks, Mark. Uh, get the video link uh, to our educators. Okay, that's a great idea, Mark. Uh, so, Katie, another idea of uh, getting that building block thing out. Uh, that, that's another one. You know, maybe send the email to the superintendent. Hey, here's something I put together or a shorter version of it because obviously they get a lot of emails. But anything yeah. to open those doors was something that they can see value in. And yes. Chris had talked about brief story. I found out years later that my uh, my mostly most brutal middle school bully was terribly abused from the age of two. I forgave him immediately. Yeah, Chris, thank you wow. for sharing that. Uh, yeah. Oftentimes, you know, it's a it's a learned behavior. I mean, it really, really is. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's it's uh, um, the kids that that's the only way they know how to express themselves. Once again, it doesn't make it right and it doesn't uh, um, mean it, it's OK. It needs to be stopped. But we got to remember the bully is a behavior. It's a kid is a person who needs, you know, needs love and needs and, and, and discipline, too. I'm a firm believer in there. You need to have consequences for actions. But right. uh, with that, there's got to be love involved as well, or it's never going to get any better. So yeah. uh, good stuff. Thank you, Mark, Chris, and uh, all our other friends sharing feedback and comments. Um, as always, we, just join us. We got uh, uh, Katie Cooperman here, Superman Cooperman. Got it right that time. And uh, we're talking about her book. The uh, Only Way Out, make sure you pick it up there. Fantastic. And she's going through all kinds of different, uh, uh, not only philosophies, but techniques and examples and stories of, you know, bullying. I, I talk about this. Bullying's never going away. It's been around since the first two brothers walked the face of the earth. Right. I wasn't around then. <laughs> and with social media, it's going to get even worse. But what we can do is spread awareness. What we can do is empower each other with stories, with like-minded ideas, and then also, you know, there's really no new ideas out there, but we can recreate old ideas or something we've heard before in order to use that to empower our group and put it in our terms to, yeah. to empower others. Absolutely. Wowzers. Good stuff. Excellent. And uh, we, we, we've had our share of technical difficulties, but we, we didn't get bullied <laughs> by the, the, the Bluetooth, the podcast equipment. The That's right. Headphones. You stood up to it. <laughs> Stand up to that bullying. Become bullyproof. And, and, and what that's all about, that's that bullyproof armor. I kind of borrowed that from the Bible, the, the, uh, the armor of God. <laughs> but you're putting that armor nice. on to deflect the negative arrows of the world. And the example I give all the time is, you know, you wouldn't go outside um, with, without clothes on, just wouldn't do it. Well, why do we get on social media and why do we go to send our kids to school without their bullyproof armor on to protect them from the negative arrows that are coming their way? And the two most vital parts that the bullies do attack as our most sensitive and vulnerable areas, our heart and our mind. And of course, mm -hmm. that's also the, the, the meanest bully we'll ever encounter is the bully we hear in our mind and we see in the mirror. 
And then, of course, our heart is right there. And uh, we've all had our heart broke by somebody at some point in time. We know how hard that is to mend that thing. And then sometimes when that heart does mend, it becomes hardened, which, yes, we want to be strong, but we don't want to forget how to love and how to care and encourage and, and support others. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, I think that's such a big part of it, too, knowing that you are your worst own critic, right? And 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 coming to terms with that and recognizing it, because just, I think it's just a way of, of human life. It's a certain way that we think in our minds. And, uh, you know, I remember reading a, a book a long time ago, The New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. And it was really going through the fact that, you know, your mind has a whole bunch of thoughts. We all do. Running at a mile a minute, maybe faster if you're really hyper, <laughs> you know, but that, that idea that you have all these thoughts, some of them negative, some of them positive, but knowing that, that you are the person behind those thoughts, you're not necessarily the thought itself. So learning to, to separate that out and, and to filter in, you know, the bad and the good and be able to dismiss, okay, that was a negative thought. That's all right. Acknowledge it, but, but know when to dismiss it too. And, uh, you know, I think it's so important to, to extend that conversation around uh, communication, no matter who you are, you know, I think there, there could be a lot of emphasis right now on, oh, the victim needs to speak up, the victim needs to tell everybody, but what about everybody else? There's lots of people involved and, and including the bully. I love what you said that the bully is not, is not the person, you know, it's, it's an action, it's a behavior. And, uh, you know, one thing that Carol Todd always says too, is I always say the bullying behavior or the bullying incident, not that person is a bully because we all make mistakes and we all have, have things that we can fix about ourselves and maybe it was intentional and maybe it wasn't, you know, so it is, it's an action and it can be corrected and addressed in, in many different ways. Sure. Well, and a big part, to, it, it's, it's needs to be stopped early because very rarely does bullying ever, uh, is ever physical right off the bat. It usually yeah. starts off with name calling, usually starts off with making yeah. fun jokes. And, 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 and sometimes, you know, I get asked all the time, especially in, you know, in sports, what's the difference between hazing and bullying? Well, mm -hmm. there is a line there, but when it's crossed and what that line is, if everybody's enjoying it, including the person that's getting hazed is laughing along and kind of giving it back. You know, that's just guys rubbing each other, guys getting you having fun with each other. But if it gets to the point where one person is dominating the other person, the other person isn't saying anything, isn't doing anything, that's when the exchange of power takes place. And that's when the bullying behavior happens because one person is rising up and the other person is getting more and more defeated. So there's a, a, a different exchange in power. There's not this back and forth, back and forth. It's this way. And uh, the quicker you're able to stop that, and be aware of that. That's the A in our ABCs to become bullyproof. Awareness and avoidance. Aware of what's going on around you. Aware of what you're putting in your mind. And avoid dangerous negative situations. Avoid negativity in your mind the best you can. And the negativity, just like weeds in a garden. You know, the better you are at seeing and recognizing a weed and tilling that baby up, you're dealing with them one at a time. As opposed to trying to deal with them all at once. That's tough to do, right? Because yes. in your mind, now you got what with one bully in your mind. Now you got two, three, four, now they're all. And you mentioned thoughts. On average, we have anywhere from 85 to 90,000 thoughts a day. And if you're hyperactive, you get a hundred and something thousand thoughts a day. And you would go absolutely nuts with those thoughts all in your head. But you got a part of your, your, your subconscious mind called the reticular activating system, which acts as a filter. And what it does is it filters out all those other thoughts 
and gives you what you think about and what you focus on the most. So by us planting the seed right now of bullying awareness, of standing up, of empowering others, we have now planted a seed in people's mind. So you're going to be seeing, my gosh, I, I just saw another article about bullying. I just saw another thing about this. And I always give the example if you're bought a new car and uh, yes. you drive that car off the parking lot, suddenly you see that car everywhere. And yes, you're cool and all, but just because you bought that blue truck doesn't mean everybody decided to go out and buy a blue truck. It, it, it was always there, but you were never able to focus on it because it wasn't the top of the mind awareness. And that's yes. the beauty of the reticular activating system. And the, the beautiful thing about subconscious mind, I always encourage, I, I meditate every night. I've got a streak of 404 days going now of, of, of meditation. I've meditated for 20, maybe 30 years, but never very consistent. But it's the last thing I put in my mind. So my subconscious mind is working during sleep. It's chewing on that. And all I know is I've slept a heck of a lot better than I have. And I still have my stressors. I still have my challenges. Uh, <laughs> I, I still have my battles that I fight as well. But I know if I get better sleep and my mind is chewing on something, I wake up a lot more refreshed and I wake up in a better mood, not waking up mad as heck at the world. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I was, I was meditating a lot at one point and recently I, I dropped it, but it's something that, that I want to go back to. I think it was in the middle of my media haze here with the book. I just kind of focused on that. And, you know, at least that was all positive, great things, great stuff there. But, but yeah, it is something I wanted to go back to too. I, I really do believe in that as well. Having that stillness, even if it's just for a few minutes, how many minutes do you do it for each night? Uh, minimum of 10. I, I use, uh, I, and I don't get anything for this, but I'll give a shout out to the Calm app, C-A-L-M. Mm, yes, I know uh, about that one. Uh, and then uh, Headspace is another one. It, it wasn't for me, but I know a lot of uh, a lot of my mentors use Headspace uh, as another one. But Calm's the one I use, and it, it's kind of cool now that I got a streak of 404 days going. Yeah, <laughs> congratulations. That's great. Thing. Yeah, and, and uh, I don't know how many, like I said, for as many years as I can remember. Uh, and with martial arts, obviously, there's a part of it, and some meditation, just shutting down, and we call it emptying the cup. You know, if the cup is full, or my, I have my hot tea here. If this is full, I can't put anything else in it. Uh, then what's going to happen? It's going to splash out. I have to empty the cup, means drink whatever uh, is going on in the day today. And that's a way of one of the things I think about meditating, just passing this on, is a sink full of uh, dirty water. Gross, yes, but I pull the plug and it starts spinning, right? Spinning, 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 and it goes down, and the water the finally goes down. Then I follow it down to a, a bigger pipe that gets into a smaller pipe, but it travels so far that the small pipe is now just a drip. So every thought that was maybe negative or I need to get rid of drips away and it's gone, drips away and it's gone. So the process takes a little bit, and uh, um, your mind will do this. Those listening and have never meditated before, your mind's going to wonder. Without a yes. doubt, without a doubt. And uh, the best example I can give on that, and I heard this from one of my mentors at a conference I was at years ago, he said, think about this. If you have a, a baby and you're at the beach and you put the baby on the blanket, hopefully far enough away from the water, <laughs> the baby's inevitably going to crawl off of that blanket. Now, same thing with your mind. Your mind, especially if you're not used to it, is going to wander off. But what we do is we get onto ourselves like, gosh, dang it, you idiot. Why can't you focus? Well, that's negative. <laughs> You're calling yourself an idiot. But think about the baby again. Do you beat the baby because it did what a baby does, which is crawl off the blanket? Gosh, dang it, baby, I told you to stay here. No, you simply pick the baby up and put it back on the blanket. How many times? Well, as many times the baby climbs off the blanket or crawls off. Well, the I same thing with that. your mind. 
realize your mind is a baby on a blanket, it's going to wander off. Don't yell at it. Don't call yourself an idiot and beat it up. And don't say, well, I guess I'm never meditating. Well, I guess I'm just going to let the baby crawl in the ocean. Oh, be patient with it. Easier yeah. said than done. Absolutely. But that's, <laughs> I'm going to give a shout out to our brand, Rogan's Bullyproof and Kicking Life. That is what it's all about, empowering you to believe in yourself with that armor to live your best kick in life. And kick in life was actually the name of the brand for the first several years, but um, we had to explain it too much. Nobody got it. I'm like, well, you want to empower yourself to, you know, be a, and I had bulletproof. I got that from bulletproof and the armor of God. So that went in there, but kick in life is the pinnacle baby. Instead of life kicking your butt, you're learning, you're doing everything you can to live that best kick in life. So now you're kicking life's butt and living the life you were designed to live. And that life is man, it's kicking butt, baby. That's a kick in life. Nice. I love that. Awesome. Awesome. Well, gosh darn, I'm going to keep putting the glasses on now because, well, the reading glasses. Can't <laughs> if I had the, actually, if I had the, the computer all the way across the room, I could probably read everything. But uh, it's not that I can't see anymore. My arms just aren't long enough and I'm not falling up away. That's what I like to say. <laughs> That's a great line. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, goodness gracious, we've been going at this for over an hour. Uh, some technical difficulties, which we battled through. We didn't give up. Perseverance no. and all kinds of feedback and comments and some great stories and insight and son of a gun. Uh, and once again, those that on the live stream, thank you for all the questions. Those just listening to the podcast, uh, join us next uh, on Thursdays for so you can interact uh, with the conversation as well. And you can see what the guests look like. You'll, you'll see a picture on the uh, uh, social media if you follow me there and on YouTube, but being able to interact is great. And those on the live stream, make sure you subscribe to the Grogan's Bullyproof podcast and uh, uh, hit that bell. Well, I guess that bell's on YouTube. And I guess there's a subscribed bell on the podcast app as well. So you get notified of every new episode or show that, that airs so you can stay caught up, you can stay empowered. And as Zig always says, is uh, motivation doesn't last. Well, neither does bathing. That's why I encourage it daily. Well, being bullyproof and living a kick in life doesn't last unless you work on it daily. So make sure you do so. Uh, Chris said, uh, the show is incredible. Have a wonderful day. God bless you, Chris. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you in. so much, Chris. And Mark and all our other friends out there. Well, Katie, uh, give us a good send off. Some uh, uh, there's we've had so many golden nuggets. That's why I encourage people to listen to it again and then again. And then the best thing to do is share this with someone that you know could benefit from this message. Like I said, nearly a billion people go to bed every single night lacking hope, self confidence. Their self esteem is shot. Their self respect is gone. They have literally no self discipline to do the right thing because they just feel defeated. So yeah. share this with somebody, you never know what kind of impact you're going to have on their life or help them. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, to those people, I would, I would say, I know there's a lot going on in the world right now. And, you know, I've had these conversations with various people recently, uh, you know, what with the horrible war overseas that, that has really got me quite emotional, actually, I'll be honest this, this time. Um, and, and, you know, the, the bullying stuff and all these children. And then, you know, even just yesterday, someone sharing these literally quite, freaky life accidents that can happen that where people literally just die on a fluke accident, whether it's a ski accident or a random fall down the stairs. I mean, it's life is fragile. Life is precious. And the one thing I would say is there is still a lot of joy in this life and in this world. There is a lot of happiness. Do you need to find it? Yes. Do you need to figure out what yours is? Yes. And you do need to figure out how to get it and how to live it. And you touched on a great point a couple of times in this podcast too. 
how do you continue it? It's so simple to, to be on a positive uh, sort of wavelength one day, and then you get down another day, which by the way, is completely human and completely normal. And I always encourage people to say, you know, don't beat yourself up because of that either. You're allowed to be in a bad mood. You're allowed to have a bad day. That's okay. You know, but just get back to your place, get back to that positive life that you deserve to live, that you can live to your fullest because everyone deserves that. And everybody can do that. So in this world right now, let's call it our crazy world for a second, find that joy and find that happiness. And I am just a huge advocate of open communication, honest communication. It fosters healthy relationships. It helps you connect better with people. Um, it, it helps you speak up about things that are happening that you deserve to speak up about. It could stop something. It could change a life. It could improve a life. I really think that, that that's sort of my key message, you know, find your happiness. You deserve it. Search for it, find it, and then keep it going and, and foster it through open and honest communication with all the people in your life. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, good stuff. Uh, wow. What a great show. Thank you so, so much for having me. Uh, you know, you're a true inspiration. I love everything that you're doing. And I, I was really, really honored to be here. Well, thank you. And thanks for what you're doing all the way up in the, in, in, in Canada there in Toronto. Uh, and, and that's another thing, folks. I, I just cannot say this enough. Uh, everybody's got a gift. Whatever that gift is, it's, it, 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 for those that are listening for the first time, because people ask all the time, well, can you tell me what my gift is? No, I can't. <laughs> Only you know that gift, and but you may not realize what it is, but I, I guarantee you, your friends, your close friends probably do, and it's what you do or what you would do without get, making a dollar, without getting paid, but maybe you're just afraid to share it with the world because no one else is maybe doing it, and that's that's even more sacred of a gift. Uh, yeah. thing I like to share is don't expect everybody to see your vision, to know your gift, because God didn't give them eyes to see the vision that he gave you. They've got their own just like you've got your own. Now, is it easy? No. Uh, this is episode number 301 for our podcast. Uh, are there a lot of times I did not want to do this? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I know how good I feel when I'm doing this. I know how great I feel when I'm done and getting a chance to meet Katie and interact and you know share like-minded stories of, of a bully proof and uh, a bully prevention and anti-bullying. Holy cow. And then our friends jumping on, giving comments and feedback. That's empowering. And another Zig yes. uh, saying and philosophy is, how do you get everything you want in life? By simply helping enough other people get what they want. Doing something to empower others is going to come back tenfold. You think about it, you give somebody a dollar on the street, uh, and, and, and is that going to change their life? Well, it's going to help. You never know. But how good do you feel when you do that? You feel pretty yeah. darn good, right? And what did yeah. it cost you? And a story I like to tell, I'll wrap it up quick here. But a learning lesson for my kids. We were coming back, uh, Austin and I went to um, Tony Robbins conference up in Chicago. Ooh, and we're nice. coming back through all empowered and jacked up and feeling good. And, and the worst thing about any conference is the Monday you get home because you left there feeling good. And then Monday life kicks back in, right? And you forget <laughs> to stay empowered. You're like, oh, that's why the bathing doesn't last. Neither is uh, motivation. You got to do it daily. Meanwhile, we're driving back and I said, watch this, Austin, go through the toll bridge. And I give the person a, uh, a, a 50 cents. I gave him a dollar. I said, I want to cover the next person that comes through that's nice to you, cover theirs. Now, 50 cents, that's all it is. So I paid and coming through and this van comes screaming up behind us and they're all, the kids are in the car and they're all waving. Ah, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. 
It cost me 50 cents. And I'm telling this story eight years later because of how good it made. I mean, did, did I do it to feel good? Probably. I'll be honest. I don't know. But it, it, 50 cents for that. And those people, you know, wow. probably man, I thought the world was bad, but somebody paid for this and it excited the kids and maybe they passed it on. They did it for somebody else. But it's just a good thing. Yeah. Oh, that is awesome. I love that. Pay it forward. Pay it forward. Absolutely. All right, folks. Well, good stuff. Uh, Katie, I cannot thank you enough for your time, what you're doing. Please continue. Please continue to follow. Uh, and uh, um, uh, man, the, the, the tip I hopefully will help when I give you about schools to get in yeah. there and those listening want to get into schools. Uh, food is the key to that, but also the key is make sure you're giving and not uh, doing it because you, you know, an ulterior motive because we're to get around and they will not have you back. That is for doggone sure. And it's yeah. unfortunate too many people have done that. So now they got their guard up of anybody coming into schools to give something away because mm -hmm. they're leery of that. But if you do it from the heart and they know it, like I said, food's a good way in. It's a gateway because you're giving without expecting anything back. Uh, boy, you can impact the just obviously the, the the not only the thousand kids or 500 kids at that particular school, but the the other schools are going to follow because they'll talk. You know, good or bad, they're going to yeah. talk to lead in to get into others. Yeah, you know, I really just want to make that maybe teeny impact in even one kid's life. You know, by being there, that's that's the goal. Absolutely, good stuff. Well, folks, thank you so very much for taking time out of your busy day. As I mentioned, if you found value in this, please share it with someone else. Uh, make sure you pick up a copy of Katie's book. And uh, I always like to say, pick up two, one for you and one to gift to somebody else. And then, of course, oh my goodness, that is so interesting that you said that because I ran a campaign on social media and I said, I'm giving away two free signed books. One is for you and one is for someone else that you think could benefit from this message. So I love that. Thank Holy you. Oh, Nikes. Well, Boom. So uh, <laughs> I, I was writing out some, I uh, probably need your help with content writing, but because uh, I get too wordy. <laughs> but that part Happy was easy. Help. Hey, buy, buy two, one for you and one to gift to somebody else. Why? It feels good to gift somebody, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and of course, it gets the word out even more. All right, That's folks, we'll share this if you found value. Reach out, connect with Katie online, and, and follow her and the amazing things she's doing. And hopefully, that's the empowerment you need to live, uh, become bullyproof, and live that best kick in life. All right. I love Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, I'm sorry. I cut you off, Katie. You, you, you get uh, the last word before my sign off. <laughs> that's okay. Thank you so, so much. Really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Folks, I love you. Katie loves you. God loves you. Please share that love with the world. And until we talk again, you get out there and do your best. And I promise you'll be your very best. You'll become bullyproof. Yes. And you'll live your best kick in life. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. Thanks for tuning in. Can't wait to read the rest of your comments and can't wait to chat with you again real soon. Have a blessed day, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you very much for listening to another life change and episode of Grogan's Bullyproof and Kicking Life. This is your Bullyproof expert, Master Rich Grogan, reminding you to please subscribe and please share this podcast with your kids, family members, or anyone else who could benefit from this empowering message. And if you think we earned it, I kindly ask that you please remember that five-star review to let others know that you're part of the Grogan's Bullyproof and Kicking Life tribe. And until we talk again, you get out there and do your best, and I promise you'll become your very best to become bullyproof, and you'll live your best kick in life.
This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.